Good morning, everyone. We pray that you know you're you're having a good week and a good uh, time here as we gather together and worship. We just thank so thankful for this team that that leads us before God each week and uh, and the ones that make this happen, make this live stream happen. I'm so grateful for them as well. But in this this season of changes and updates and turmoil, I just just pray that that God would bring hope to you and peace. And that we just recognize that he's still in control. God's still doing great things in our midst. God is still at work. And we celebrate that uh, even in the midst of challenges. So with this being the first Sunday of the month, as it is, the first of December, we hope that you were able to access the communion video that was put out on social media on Wednesday. There was a recording there, Jordan did it, where, where we could do communion together, either, either as in a family or in your small group. Well, I guess they're online now too, but that just a chance for you to be able to do communion and us to do it as, in a way as a church together because we have that resource. So I, I hope that you've noticed that and can avail that and use that for, for continuing to take communion together. And also, being the beginning of the month, the 1st of December, this is actually Jordan Cameron's last Sunday on staff full-time here at Faith City Church. And so it's just, I just wanted to take a moment and to acknowledge Jordan. God, you know, Jordan, you've been such a blessing to the life of the church. You've sown into it with your life, with your talents, with your gifts, uh, with such integrity and such passion. And so we just appreciate what you've sown into the life of the church. We just believe that the seeds that have been sown will reap uh, so much even beyond your time here that, that even though uh, your time here on staff may be done, what you've done and what you've sown will continue on. So we just celebrate you today. Uh, we're really sad to see you go. It's like it's not, uh, it's something that we just rejoice in your future. But yes, we're sad to see you go as well. So I'd just like to take a moment and just pray for Jordan as we, as we look forward. So God, I just thank you for Jordan and how she has sown into the life of Faith City Church. And Lord, as she takes these next steps forward, Lord, I just pray your blessing upon her, Lord God, that your hand would be upon her, Lord, that you would walk with her, that you would order her steps, that each step of the way your blessing would follow her, that it would go before her. And God, that even the seeds that she's sown, Lord God, that she would reap a harvest of that in her life and that we would just continue to celebrate all that you're doing in her life and through her life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, here we are, December 2020. I know it's hard to believe it's December already, but it is. And, and I sometimes forget that, but Debbie and Julie are reminding me of that by decorating the house for Christmas. And so there's different things. You can see the, the Christmas tree here in the, with behind me and we're into December, and there's just so much going on there. <clears throat> this being December, it also means that it's the last message of our vision, mission, and values series. And so we've had an incredible journey of these 10 values that we have unpacked up to this point, the nine that we've done already. And... Uh, we remember that, that, I just want to remind you, the values, the values are those things that make us distinct as a church. They're those things that, that make Faith City Church unique. And they're not to be confused with our core beliefs, which are, are common across the greater church in our city and, and, and beyond, where there's those core things that we believe as Christians. Well, these, these values just help to describe what makes us unique and those things that we lean into as a church. And so we, we just celebrate those. And, and when we look at those we, we want to remember that it's important 
to shaping who we are and the emphasis that we're going to put on certain things. We see Faith City Church as a large, growing church of different nations, cultures, ages, abilities, and walks of life, united in Christ, finding hope and purpose in the gospel. Faith City Church is where the felt needs of our community can be met and the welcoming place for our community to meet and experience Christ's love. We see our city, region, and nation experiencing God's presence expressed in inspired arts culture. And at the center of it all, we see people transformed by the love and power of God through discipleship. That's, that's a picture of who we aspire to be. That's our vision statement. And I pray that inspires you, that, that it stirs something within you when you think about those different things. And when we think about our mission at Faith City Church, our mission is to holistically engage people with the gospel, equipping and empowering each other to live it out in our worlds. That's discipleship. That's who we are. That's what we do. And so our mission, that's kind of this, this map of how we're going to get to where our, our vision is giving us a picture of. Those are the things that we place. And now I want to talk about these things that we place our values upon. Those things that we value. I just want to run down through those. Faith City Church, we, we value people. All people. Always. We, we value being Christ-centered. We find our identity in Him. We are Christians first. We value discipleship. Discipleship's not optional. It's, the core of, it's at the core of who we are and what we do. We value empowerment. Empowered leaders, empowered by the Holy Spirit, filled and released into their God-given calling. We value learning, and we are always learning. And Some of us have a lot to learn, me included. We value creativity, creative everything. God is creative, and as God has been creative, he has called us to be creative. We value worship, and we pour out our hearts, and we, we, we worship more, and it's not just singing a song on Sunday, although that's great. It's so much more. We worship with our lives. We value experience and knowledge. It's not just, it's not just knowing of God. It's, it's actually experiencing God for ourselves. We value being spirit-led. He leads, we follow. The spirit takes us places and develops fruit in us. And today, I want us to look at the value of being missional. Being missional. And it reads like this. Missional is the main thing. Keeping the main thing, the main thing, means loving others like Jesus did. It's bigger than us, so we are globally minded and regionally focused, bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the heart of our city and to the world. Keeping the main thing, the main thing, means loving others as Jesus did. It's bigger than us. So we are globally minded and regionally focused, bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the heart of our city into the world. I just want to take a moment and pause there. God, I just thank you, Lord, that even in the midst of everything that goes on in life, God, you are leading us and guiding us. And Lord, I just pray that even as we open up your word right now, Lord, and as we as we look at the scripture and as we pull things out around this idea of being missional, Lord, that you'd be glorified. Lord, that we get a fresh revelation of who you are, that we get a fresh revelation of your love, and that God, through that, Lord, that our hearts would be changed and we would be aligned with the things of heaven, and that, God, you would have your way in us and in this church and in this city and this region and beyond, Lord. For your glory and honor, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Well, when we think about describing that and the main thing, you know, we could, we could take that a lot of different ways this, today. We could take it a lot of different directions. We, we would all have our own idea of what specifically it means to be missional and keep the main thing the main thing. It's, it's, it's the fodder of creeds and, and denominational distinctives and, and theological debates. And, and those things are okay. Those are, those are all good. They're fine. But, but for the purpose of this message, I want us to think of it from this perspective. I want us to think of, of, of our purpose, of, our, of our, um, this idea of being missional and the main thing, the main thing. I want us to look at a scripture found in Matthew. And take this from the perspective of what Jesus says in this scripture and what, what he puts the emphasis on as far as the main thing and how we can value that in being missional. So Matthew chapter 22, I'm going to read verses 35 to 40 out of Matthew chapter 22. And this is, this is Jesus uh, speaking in, and it says here that an expert of the law tested Jesus with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So the expert in the law, he was, he was testing Jesus with this question. Jesus not only answers that question, he takes it a step further. He goes even beyond the answer that the, the, the expert in the law was looking for. So when keeping the main thing, the main thing, we recognize that it flows out of Jesus' answer here. The law and the prophets hang on loving God and loving people. Now we can kind of gloss over that and say, yeah, 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 I know, love God, love people. You know, we've heard that a million times. But if we, take, if we really stop and allow ourselves to absorb the total scope of what that means, to love God and to love people. It's, it's a revolutionary thing and it's a transformative thing. Loving God. Not just when things are going our way, not just when, when everything seems to be, you know, God just seems to be pouring out blessing after blessing, not, not just when we're on the hilltop, but always. And loving people, not just the ones we like, yeah, I know. I know. That's, it's like we think about that. It's like, oh, yeah, I love people. But the scope of this is, is bigger than just those that love us first. I don't know. I never said that this was going to be easy. The writer of First John, there's the, the John trilogy, First, Second, and Third John. But the writer of First John, he unpacks loving God and loving others. And it's, it's not talking about just passing fleeting emotions or, or just, a, a, you know, just a feeling. The way he describes it is much deeper than that. I want to read it. Just, I'm just praying that, that, that God's word can speak for itself as I read 1 John in chat, starting in chapter 4, verse 7. I just want to unpack this. I just, as I read this, I want you to absorb what it is to, to love God, to love people, and, and how John unpacks that here in, in, this, in this scripture. So 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed us his love among us. 
He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one's ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. That's the essence of loving God and loving people. It's, it's supernatural. God is the source. And, and, and he has to be. God has to be the source because we don't possess that kind of love in ourselves. Since God so loved us, we can love others because God is love. But wait, there's more. If we continue on to the next verse. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. Oh, that's a statement. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates his brother or sister is a liar for whoever does not love their brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love his brother and sister. Loving God and loving people are so intertwined that what the writer of John is saying here is that we, we can't say we love God if, if we don't love other people. Like we can't really truly say that we're, we love others and, and without loving God. The two go together. If we love God, we will love each other. And you might wonder, what does this have to do with being missional? Everything. It has everything to do with being missional and keeping the main thing the main thing. Love God and love your neighbor as yourself is foundational to any missional activity or enterprise. It's foundational. It begins with a relationship with God and a deep love and appreciation for our Savior. That's, that's how it starts. We, we recognize God's love for us, and that relationship with God is foundational. It's transformative. It gives us that foundation. It deals with the selfish, fallen nature that we have. And from that love, the love of God for us and us for God, from that love flows love for others. We love God because he first loved us and saved us, and we love others because if he can love me, then, then he can love you. Trust me, if God could love me, then he can love you. And if I know that God loves others, I recognize that God commands that I love others. So God loves you, and he commands me to love you as well. And then being moved with compassion, being missional just makes sense. It just flows out of that. 
If we receive God's love with humility and grace, it enables us to extend love and grace to those around us, even those we might not like. But we can extend that, and we can express that, and we can walk in that. That's why we say being missional is loving others as Jesus did. That's powerful. There's, there's a video uh, on YouTube. It's of a guy by the name of Penn Gillette. He's half of the duo Penn and Teller, the, the comedy, the, the entertainment duo. And there's, there's a story of how he encountered a fan at one of his live shows that he did. And, and after the show, a fan was there talking to him. And this, this fan um, was, was witnessing to him and gave him a Bible. And, and, and Penn has this video blog kind of a response to this. And, and, and he says this. And, the, and he's a proclaimed atheist. Okay, he's, he's an atheist, but he makes this statement. He says, I've, I've always said that I don't respect people who don't proselytize. And proselytize is just witnessing. It's making disciples. So, I, I, who don't proselytize. I, I don't respect that at all. If you believe that there is a heaven and a hell and people could be going to hell or not getting eternal life, and you think that it's not really worth telling them this because it would make it socially awkward, and, and atheists who think people shouldn't proselytize and say, that, well, leave me alone and keep your religion to yourself, how much do you have to hate somebody to not proselytize? How much do you have to hate somebody to believe everlasting life is possible and not tell them that? I mean, this is, this is Penn. This is a, a proclaimed atheist explaining this. And please hear me. I don't, I don't use this as an example as a, as a way to guilt trip people or to make people feel bad or to condemn. But this... This atheist is making a profound connection between caring and loving and proselytizing and making disciples and sharing the gospel and sharing our faith and inviting people to share that. The connection is there. If we're going to see a real grassroots revival in our church, in our city, in our region, it's going to start with a fresh revelation of the love of God and who God is and who we are in God and from that, a fresh kindling of love for others. And from that, this compassion and desire to share the love of God that God has poured out in us with those around us. It's the Father heart of God for us. And it's reflected in our love for others. James chapter 1, verse, verse 27, he's, it, he's talking about love is expressed, not just professed. Like love goes beyond just a, a feeling, as I've said before. It's not just something that we say. It's more than religious jargon. It's like this relationship with God, it's more than some sort of a stale, dead religion. This is alive, and, and there's, there's life in it, and, it, and there's action that goes with it. Love has hands and feet. And James, in chapter 1, verse 27, James is talking about it, and he says, The religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Living missionally is loving people. It's, it's caring for others and being moved with compassion to respond to needs that we may recognize. And it's bigger than us. 
Jesus, in his teaching series called the Sermon on the Mount, yes, Jesus did teaching series too. It wasn't, it's not just Paul and I. Jesus did it first. But in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus goes through the Beatitudes, and it's a, it's a series of blessed are those, and he goes down through that list. And partway down, after he does that and he talks about a few things, he talks about people being the, the salt and light of the earth, about how we live and how it affects those around us. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 16, and it says this. He says, you are the salt of the earth. But if a salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. And he says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand. And it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way. Let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify our Father in heaven. I'm actually going to ask the team to make their way back, and we're going to get into worship here in a second. But I love how this is unpacked. Jesus is, is teaching, and he's going down through these different things, and he comes to this idea of being salt and light. And I love how it's stated in the message version. That the way he describes it in chapter, uh, verse, chapter 5, verses 14 to 16. He says this, here's another way to put it. You are here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, do you think I'm going to hide you under a bucket? Do you? I mean, I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll, prom you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. Being missional, loving God, loving people, is about being a light in the darkness. It's about shining brightly. In these uncertain times that we live in of challenges and changes and, and restrictions and, and so many things that would, would kind of tend to erode at our purpose and erode at our, at our love and, and pull us backwards. It can be easy to lose focus. It can, be, it can be easy to succumb to fear. It can be easy to see darkness around us and feel a bit overwhelmed by that darkness. But according to Jesus, we are light bearers. God has strategically placed us in the middle of a COVID hotspot to bring light and hope, to be generous with our lives, to shine brightly in the midst of the darkness. You know, the main thing is, is not Christmas turkey. The main thing is, is not getting the perfect gift. The main thing is not whether we can gather in person over the holidays or not. The main thing is God so loved the world 
that he gave. When we love God and we love people, we shine as a light in the darkness. So this Christmas, as we, as we think about this season, as we come into this season, our, our series for the month of December is Shining Brightly. And, and it's so intertwined with this idea of keeping the main thing the main thing. It's so intertwined with being missional. And it's so intertwined with who we are and who we're called to be. This is one of the songs we sang earlier. It says, show me who you are. Fill me with your heart. Lead me in your love to those around me. That, that's, it's such, it encapsulates what, encapsulates what I'm talking about here. It's like a revelation of God. Let's show me who you are. And, and this idea of being filled with the love of God, it's like that flows out of us and lead me to those around me. It's shining brightly. We declare his faithfulness. We declare his goodness. We can trust in God because of who he is. And as we grasp that and as we live in that, we can shine brightly to those around us. Folks, this is a, a season where there's so much uncertainty, and, and I get that. And with some of the restrictions, like we think about Christmas. And, but guys, let's not lose the focus. Let's, let's remember the main thing, and the main thing is that it is Christmas. This is a time we celebrate Jesus coming. Emmanuel, God with us. And, and being missional is, is sharing that. Being missional is understanding that our lives shine brightly in the darkness. Who God is in us and through us brings hope to those around us. And it's like, it's not that we have to find that in ourselves. It's God in us. It's God in us, the hope of glory that shines and brings transformation. So this Christmas season, don't try to do it in yourself. Go to the Father. Run to God first. Allow him to, to embrace you, to love you. And as you find that acceptance and you find that love and you're absorbed in that, may that overflow out of you. And as the love of God flows out of you in this season, may it touch everyone within your reach and beyond as the Spirit works in you and through you. It's precious. It's special when the love of God flows out of his people. Let me pray for you. God, I just thank you, Lord that you're at work in our midst, that, that Lord, you are faithful, you are good. We thank you for your goodness and we celebrate your goodness. And Lord, I just pray for a fresh revelation for everyone within the sound of my voice to recognize the love of God, to accept the love of God, to be filled with the love of God. Lord, you love us right where we are, who we are. If there's anyone that's never experienced that, God, I pray that today would be a day, something that I've said as I've described love, that, that the love of God, that your love would be made real to them. And Lord, for, for those that are us that serve you, that call you Savior, fill us with your love. Lead us to those around us. May the hope of God, the Spirit of God in us shine brightly to those around us. We love you, God, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.